This podcast is brought to you by Viking Capital, your best friend in swimming pool financing for over 20 years. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Steve and Avery Edwards of Edwards Pool Construction out of Wichita, Kansas. Pleasure to have you with us today on the show, guys. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Thank you. You know, I was hoping that before we start talking about some of your projects that maybe uh, you could tell us a little bit more about yourselves and how you guys got started in the pool construction industry. I uh, started unloading hot tubs in 1986. I was uh, hanging out at a car lot and somebody needed somebody to help and I jumped on board. That led to a service tech job and delivery job. And uh, then I worked to work for a swimming pool company for a short period of time, cleaning pools in Tulsa. And uh, Cal Spas, Spas of Tulsa, just fixing Sundance hot tubs, Cal Spas. Went to college, dropped out, and went in the pool business. My dad had a restaurant, self-employed mentality, and just slowly evolved into a service company, renovation, and construction. And then some health issues and other things forced me out of business. And then I kind of reinvented myself and got an opportunity in Wichita, Kansas, which is 200 miles from Tulsa. A builder enticed me to come up here. And he was connected in Wichita and building big multi-million dollar houses and just kind of injected me into the uh, mainframe of the money in Wichita. So that was 17 years ago when we moved. I moved Avery up in her senior year of high school. I'm sure he vaulted against me for a couple of years and finally went to work for me. Yeah, he sucked me back in. I, was, I think I was 22 when I started working for him. I grew up around all of this but I never really wanted anything to do with it. And I, I went to college, dropped out, went to college, dropped out. I think I did that three times and I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I was just, I didn't have a path and I was struggling a little bit in Tulsa just to find something that I enjoyed. And dad made me an offer. And I think two months later I was up here working for him. I started cleaning pools. It was me and two other service techs. And then it was just me and one other guy for a long time. And then when I got pregnant with my daughter, I got pushed into the office towards the end of my pregnancy just because I couldn't handle the physicality of service anymore. So I stayed in the office for a while. And then after she started daycare, I pushed myself back out into the field. I think that's when I really kind of grew my knowledge and my abilities. And I'm, I'm back in the office most of the time now, but I still, I still like to go get my hands dirty. Well, that's a great story, guys. I mean, where you're from, Wichita, really isn't traditionally known as a really huge pool market, but you're doing some really cutting edge design work over there. And it's helped you guys really establish a name for yourselves in that city. I mean, what do you think has been the secret to your success as a custom pool builder? I never worked for anybody. I just reverse engineered everything as I learned, asking questions, just doing it, needing money. I mean, it was money driven, bigger pools, bigger money, I guess. Then I met the, the house builder that I was able to break out into a very small market that's probably a starved market for years, just an undeveloped concrete pool market here. And just pushed myself to change things, manipulate things. I've always been a go fast hot rod guy. And you buy a car and you lower it, you tint the windows and make it look cool. Well, that analogy kind of just went with pools. Once I learned I didn't need a template, a cardboard cutout of a swimming pool and dimensions. Once I learned the, the art of a spray can and the world's your I mean, you can do anything once you learn that once your mind wraps three dimensionally, that's the hardest thing I did was wrap my mind into the ground three dimensionally up. And with gunite, you're able to do anything and just it's kind of gotten crazy. And then I've got an architect up here that's been in Wichita for a long time named Leslie Elving, and she's involved in a lot of projects 
And both of us together have kind of teamed up and I push her and she pushes me. But just say no. I make my living doing stuff I've never done before. It's been like that since day one. I've never done it, but I can do it. And I just the, the art of putting water over an edge or up in the air, plumbing, it's it all comes back to hot rod knowledge, mechanical knowledge, and just me, me being able to see hydraulics in my head and, and structure in my head. So it's it's just I continue that I can't leave well enough alone. Everything, shooting a pool shell, and I was almost late because we were shooting steps, and I changed the steps just because I could see them. And even today, after building two, 300 pools, I'm always changing things. Well, we met at a couple of pool shows. I've actually had the opportunity to really dig into your portfolio. And I could see a lot of the pools that you build have some really interesting geometry going on. There's an emphasis there on custom pools. It's definitely clear. I mean, could you elaborate on your guys' philosophy when it comes to designing and constructing pools? Well, it starts with the homeowner and inside the box. Uh, Wichita is a very conservative thinking square pool. A lot of, a lot of auto covers. We've got a lot of wind up here. The vinyl liner market's been big. Everybody wants a dang rectangle and auto cover so how do you dress that up you know you curve it up on the inside curve it up on the deck we do a lot of architect work i don't get to do as much design work as i'd really like to do or have time to do most of my design work is on the ground with a can of paint just i show you know people can see what i can do and then i just there's x amount of people that'll just let you go and those are my favorite where you just you know, you take another architect, somebody that I haven't worked with much or just a plain Jane. You know, we have the idea of a pool in this location and just kind of cast that aside and do something cool. I've had several clients just turn me loose, not loose financially, but a little bit architecturally. And then the architects are extremely valuable. The good architects, which I've learned through time, is elevations. It's a third set of eyes. It's they check you, you check them. And you get into more people involved sometimes like that. A good good people are it's a collaboration of what about this? You just play what about this in between, you know, and that's how you come up with the cool stuff. And I get to I get to do some install stuff. I built a water wall that nobody's really seen that we've collaborated on and how to build it and just taking an idea and kind of run with it. Well, I know that you're both very engaged with the industry at this point. I mean how do you guys stay innovative and keep up with the latest trends in pool construction and pool service? Yeah, uh, I think Facebook has been huge. I started getting into the pool groups on Facebook, and that was a really good resource for us as far as learning. You know, I was taught the basic range chemistry. And then the more I started to dig into things, I found Arenda. And then I found Harold Evans. And Harold came and spent a few days with us out of his own pocket. He's done that multiple times. Um, sent multiple people from his company to meet with us and just consult with us and tell us how we can do things better. So we're also members of Tributary. And that's been awesome as far as sources of inspiration and networking and getting to see what other guys are doing. You know, people that are on our same level of builder. That's been awesome. Uh, we love going on the Tributary trips. It kind of lights a fire under us when we're feeling burned out or we're getting kind of bored. It's a really good way to stay inspired. Yeah, I heard those trips are really good that they put on over at, uh, what is it, Tributary Revelation, right? Yeah. 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 You know, a couple, yeah. Of the, a couple of the best things that's happened to me was the, the, me and the builder here and the, and the architect here. But uh, early Facebook stuff, I ran across Jeremy Noggle, and I just made a comment, and then he called me one day. And this is as Tributary was developing, and we spoke, and I was like, man, these guys are major league. I'm just a little pool builder and 
BFE Wichita, Kansas. So I got involved with them and, and early on I did a bunch of trips with them. And those that group of guys, that group of women, smart people, they're in big, big markets and just push me. I've used some inspiration from Noggle and uh, uh, Randy Angel. And those guys are just, they just, uh, Kurt Krasinger, those guys are all just uh, solid people. So, and then getting to travel with them and walk on those properties and walk around and have Jeremy Noggle say, pick me apart. Tell me what's wrong with it. Then for him to tell you what you didn't see and what was wrong with it and what his struggles were, where you go and you see stuff's not 100%. You see that they're not perfect. They make it perfect. They look at perfect, but it, it makes you feel they're human and you're human. Just it's a great experience to go and visit and relate and sit in a bar and talk to spreadsheets and business and money and cash flow. That's business. Building pools, that's sexy. But the nuts and bolts, and can you make money at it? Sitting around and BSing with people like you and, and just everybody's got the same problems. It's not all, oh, they're just a monster. They've got all this money. No, they don't. Not all of them. Some do, some don't. And it's just, it's interesting to hear everybody's stories. Definitely. I mean, when you're talking about those sexy pools, I mean, one project you did really caught our eye was this incredible free flow shaped swimming pool with a lazy river. And it's got like this staircase from a second floor elevation that leads to what looks like a teak island in the center. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of technical challenges and bringing such a complex project to life. Yes, that project was brought to me by a builder I never heard of. Just on a day like today, just a cold wintry day, I walked in my shop and threw down a set of plans. And it was a house, a remodel on a house and a unique location on an old sand pit that had been turned into a neighborhood three to eight hundred thousand dollar houses and that project ended up probably at 10 million i would think but an old architect landscape architect drew that pool and it went on for a while we shot the pool it was challenging i made some changes to the lazy river and how it was designed and time went on and the project ended up taking five years we ended up doing a bunch of fountain work in the front but uh, an architect named uh, kurt skinner came on landscape architect and man, he came up with a lot of the ideas. The staircase, staircase looks like a spine. The guy's a spinal surgeon, the owner. And I don't think it was purposeful, but the staircase is all steel and stainless steel. It looks like a spine coming out of that house, all glass. Just some of the detail, the amount of stainless work and detail. The fire bowls are just absolutely off the chain. If you get to see, there are a bunch of pieces of stainless steel slots. You can see through it. Uh, grand effects, uh, ignition system. Or fire, fire by design ignition systems uh river flow it's got two river flow three thousand gallon a minute pumps in it i've used uh, river flow twice before never in a lazy river it all works then jimmy reed got into the tile they wanted to do some tile we introduced glass and said if you're gonna i'd never set anything that big that was my pre-epoxy pre-tile setting knowledge day and so we contacted jimmy jimmy came down and looked and they ended up tanning the pool. Pool's over 100 feet long. Uh, air conditioned the pool because it was in June, May and June. And uh, ended up raining for about two months. And we didn't need the air conditioner, but the tent was great. And the guys were able to, to work continuously for six, seven weeks. Crew of six guys for uh, six or seven weeks. And it's still, I mean, it was, then we had to, we had to cover the tile up and set for another winter before we ever plastered that pool. It's an incredible project to walk. All porcelain deck, all designs in the deck, all designs in the landscape. 
it's an incredible piece. I'm lucky to be to be able to do that. And I I thought I'd never build anything like that. And I I just walked it the other day and it's it's just crazy to walk and figure out you built something like that. What's weird is it took so long, you don't really uh, comprehend the time that was involved in it. And then now we've got two other projects of that scale going at the same time in the same neighborhood, which I never would have thought I could build two at the same time, but we're doing it. Some killer geometry on this pool. I mean, you can't see it because we're we're having a podcast, but I mean, imagine like almost like an ampersand looking pool with a lazy river and it leads to an area with like a an overflow and there's a, a little swim up bar over there and there's tons of like little features. Like once you dig into what's going on in this outdoor living environment, it's really impressive what you guys built back here, Steve. Oh, thank you. We've, ne- we've never had it professionally photographed and, and I just, I need to do it because it's just from the air. From, I've had drones on it, but not professional. You know, we've had Jimmy Smith in town before shooting some pools and I need to get Jimmy involved and make a big to do about just shooting the whole property because inside the house, outside the house, the driveway, the gates coming in, it's just really unique. You could plop that pool down in California and about anywhere and it if it's really crazy for for uh, Wichita, I tell people Batman lives there because mm-hmm. the Batmobile sitting in front of that house would look right at home. You definitely would not imagine something like this out in the middle of Wichita, man. I mean, it's no. you know, there's there's a lot of money. Wichita is an old uh, air, you know, a lot of air air money, aircraft money's here, a lot of oil money. Yeah, there's money in this town. I'm from Tulsa originally, and there's big money in Tulsa, but there's big money in Wichita, Kansas. And it's just, it's just, it's a starved market. Big houses, big pools, vinyl liner market. Everybody got, got everybody on these big pools. And the Port West pool we're talking about now was only shot a little over a hundred yards. And I've, uh, the two big ones I've got going right now are the, the big multi-level pool was 300 yards and just a pool shell. There's another, 100, 150 yards of, of footings underneath it. Just the, it was the scale of some of these pools are just crazy. It's a great pool. I mean, you should definitely have Jimmy come shoot that one. It really demonstrates your technical proficiency for sure. And I'm I'm seeing more and more glass tile on your projects. I mean, that's really caught my eye to begin with and what drew your company to my focus is I, I know that we highlighted one of the pools that you did in a column that we did featuring Jimmy Reed. I mean, can you share more details about your collaboration with experts in the industry? I mean, how do partnerships like that one kind of contribute to your overall success in the projects that you do? You know, it's it's my call to get these guys involved. We were not capable. I had I had guys in-house that could have tiled that. But touching fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of tile and being responsible for it over time, I was not comfortable with. Uh, now I could do that project. What we've got going now is we've got Ray, the mosaicist involved in a uh, another project we just ordered six thousand square foot of tile seven eighths class tile that he's creating a, cu- a custom color for blend for the customer and we're gonna it'll be at my first all tile pool first one six thousand square feet that's kind of how i get into stuff can't be scared but it'll be unique you know just the processes of these guys and the willingness to stand behind product that's what we do that's what i do we we warranty everything really strong. That's my advertising program. And if you can't, if you're not going to stand beside something, I don't want to talk to you. So collaborating with the big boys, you know, they can just do stuff we can't. They're artists. 
doing three-dimensional tiling is just crazy. I have the, just tons of respect for those guys. It's not just about building. You guys got to service them too, right? Yeah. You're, you're building yeah. custom pools and servicing pools that you build. I mean, what, what are some of the challenges that both of you have encountered over the years in honing your craft from the construction side and from the service side? <laughs> Well, the awesome thing is my dad started in the service business. So he's, he started by servicing pools. He, he would hot rod equipment pads and make them easier to work on. So that's always in the back of his head when he's building something is how is this going to be serviced? How are we going to clean this thing? How are we going to get a vacuum hose down here? You know, making sure that we have adequate filtration, pipe sizes big enough. We've got enough pumps, um, enough chlorinators, enough sanitation. So that's always in the back of his head. So really by the time that our service guys come in, it makes it really easy on us to take it over. We've really honed in our startup procedure. We've kind of got that down, uh, which, you know, a lot of things we were taught in the beginning didn't work for us. And Harold with Arenda, the Arenda startup, that kind of changed the game for us. But building the pool with the service factor in mind, I think is key. As a builder, you need to know how to service a pool. You need to know how to clean a pool. You, didn't, you need to know what it takes to make that pool run efficiently and stay as clean as it possibly can. When you go on the Facebook groups, right? Builder is amazing. He built this awesome pool, but he had no idea what the service side was going to be like. You don't see that kind of stuff on the pools that your dad builds, right? No. And I see a lot of, you know, builders, they'll build something, the plaster company will come in and plaster it. And then they kind of just give the keys over to the homeowner. And it's the homeowner's problem to find a, a service company to come start it up. And that's insane to me. We start up everything that we build in-house. We take care of it for a minimum of 30 days. That's just, that's included in our contract because it's protecting us in the long run. That first 30 days of cure time on your plaster will make or break it. So we're protecting our investment in that way. And that eliminates some callbacks in the future for plaster modeling or dust issues or discoloration, watermarks, stuff like that. So that's just something that we do standard. We're going to take care of it for the 30 days to, to protect our product. Yeah, it's just like I, I reversed into this business, cleaning swimming pools, opening swimming pools. And, and the pools back in the day, the 80s, late 80s, Anthony pumps, uh, DE, metal DE tanks, little, you know, brass ends, you know, those were hard to work on. And the PacFab Challenger was out, uh, TR60s, TR100s. Uh, my favorite thing was to cut a, a brass pump out, whatever, sand filter, just junk, push pull valves, push you know, I, you couldn't get them apart. You ended up just, is either cut them off and throw them in the track. I'd open a pool up and the motor was out. Well, you take that and you sell a pump. Well, it's got a TR60 on it already. Throw a two-inch high-flow valve on it, glue it in, no leaks, and throw some two-inch dandy valves on it versus the, you know, metal valves with, with little bitty throats in them. A lot of inch and a half plumb, you know, you'd see inch and a half plumbing, but throw a big valve, do your equipment pad in two-inch. And man, you got a hot rod now, pulls easy to take care of. Throw a skimmer wear in it because all the skimmer wears are missing. And uh, you're off and running. Now you can do 15 pulls a day versus, you know, struggling all day, chasing leaves. So that's that's where it started. And then and when I started building pools, we took that into the return locations and players 280 with a booster pump, best cleaner ever back in the day, and changing a lot of old Arneson systems out. Uh, in floors didn't work because they weren't plumbed right way back when the heads were defunct, but I got into doing he pop-up heads with caretaker. And, uh, the first pull I did, I threw the computer design away because of the way the walls curve and how it was plumbed in. It didn't, it wasn't going to work. 
from then on, I laid out every caretaker system and now we use A&A stuff, but we still have taught the guys, my guys now, just in this last year, I've let other people do my N4s. But before I'd laid every N4 out by hand, more, probably 25% more heads than the design would call for closer spacing, more uphill, start them uphill, you know, crap rolls downhill to the drain. So just push everything up, you know, an extra foot against the wall tighter and everything just works better. Bigger pumps, bigger filters. That's when I went to Jandy in 2010 with the, the big cartridge filters. So now we got two and a half inch equipment pads with uh, 160 gallon a minute filters and uh, man, the pools just, they stay clean. It just takes so much edge off the service guy while the water stays cleaner, customers happier. You know, we walk away, people fire us because they don't like something, or I got a service tech that did something wrong. Well, guess what? We get about 80% of those people back because they figure out, we know, we kind of know what we're doing. So that's just you know, skimmer locations, brands of autofills, just everything that works. We don't want, we don't want callbacks. You know, you don't want to call at 10 o'clock at night, but it doesn't work. So we've got a pretty good, pretty good clean equipment pad set up. Spacing's bigger, pads are bigger. Why jam everything? I hate when we get jammed into a corner in a commercial job or some residential jobs. You just have to slide stuff together. But it's just about user friendly, easy to work on, and man, your stuff just lasts longer. It's still everything I build. How's it going to work? Water will destroy everything. How are you going to clean it? How are you going to walk out there? Sometimes you got to just do crazy stuff, but most of the time we can come up with a solution to clean overflow basins that uh, people don't put skimmers in, but you can put a skimmer in an overflow basin. Just got to try. But uh, anyway. I love your passion, man. It's clear you love what you do. I mean, are there any particular memorable or challenging projects that stand out in your mind in your career? I mean, what makes your own personal highlight real? Uh, Built my first perimeter overflow pool. I'd done a 20 foot edge on a very small pool, a perimeter overflow, never built a vanishing edge. So the a pool started off 20 by 44, started off as a vanishing edge. Well, you couldn't see it. So I came up with the idea to raise it to a perimeter overflow. And then we got a good view out of the house, eliminated two steps, and then raised the pool up, got rid of an auto cover and built the perimeter overflow. We built it. Everything went great. I filled it. We plastered it, filled it. And I was out there by myself. And it was on some an estate on some land by myself. And the pool sat above the driveway. So I had to go up five or six steps. So when I got out of my truck, I could barely see the top of the pool. And I could see glass. And when I walked up on those steps for the first time, garden hose was pushing the water over the edge. It just, it put me in awe. And then you go down and start the equipment set up by yourself and watch it run, hear it run, and it works. That's that's probably number one. So that was a big one. And, and still today, I'm scared to turn a pool on. We pressure test and check, and, you know, you, you turn it on, you turn things on, will it work? Well, 98% of the time, it works, and then sometimes you got to tweak stuff. But waterfalls, it's fun to turn big waterfalls on. The industry is ever evolving. I mean, we've seen more and more over the top elaborate projects incorporating like acrylic and like this other project that we just discussed that has a a lazy river and multiple water features. I mean, are there any really innovative technologies or approaches that you guys are excited about or have recently started integrating into your, your pool designs? 
You know, I think we basically just work on tightening up what we do right at this point. We've grown and done such big stuff that we're kind of working backwards is trying to become more of a normal mom and pop pool builder somewhat and crank out some simple stuff to kind of balance because it's gotten so, you know, this is about making money. And sometimes these monster jobs aren't as profitable as you think they might be. I mean, I've built some pretty big pools and you kind of just cringe it. You know, I could have built four little ones and made more money. Uh, We're tightening the ship up, training the guys, got a young construction crew, uh, educating them, getting them more involved with learning. But as far as cutting edge stuff, the, the biggest thing I'd like to see come on and become much better and much more widely used is ozone. We got our teeth kicked in with an ozone system that worked great. I mean, I, we, I saw stuff happen with ozone that was in, in water quality that was crazy. And then the business went, the company went out of business and a bunch of the, me and the tributary guys, not me that much, but some of the tributary guys got hurt, you know, just because of how far they went into using that system. And now there's some other stuff coming out, but it's expensive that hopefully the big companies, the bigger, the, or the small companies, whoever can get this ozone set up where it's more of a unit. Easy, easy to service, easy to install, but put out the big ozone, the measurable ozone. It just generates such a great water quality. I've never seen water so clear in some of the pools we had running on it, but now they don't run. So we've given money back, and and we got. But it takes a lot of horsepower to make that kind of water to create that clear water. So that's that's the biggest thing I'd like to see happen in the industry personally. Honestly, I'm in agreement with that. I helped work on some of those systems and when they were working, it was, it was amazing. That water felt great. It smelled great. There are really no negative things to say about it. We just, we struggled getting them to work long-term. I think they just had some kinks. They need, they brought it to market too fast and there's still some kinks that that need to be worked out. I think the technology's there. It's just, how do you apply it to a a residential Mm -hmm. pool setting? How do you make it fit on a 10 by 14 equipment pad? Yeah, that's the thing. The scale of it, it's big. And how do you take a $20,000 unit and scale it down to a $5,000 unit? Outside. outside. And let it sit outside, right, in our in our climate. So, Yeah, it's a challenge in different markets for sure. And I know the product that you're talking about. Yeah. I appreciate you guys getting together today with me to talk shop. Thanks so much, guys, for uh, spending the time with us here on the show. All right, we appreciate you. We, yeah, appreciate you. Guys. we appreciate what you guys do for this industry. Thank you All for right. the opportunity, Joe. Well, that's all the time we have left today. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Viking Capital, your best friend in swimming pool financing for over 20 years.